0: Praise the Lord. Amen. You have your Bibles turned to 1 Chronicles chapter 16. We're going to read verses 34, 35, and 36. We welcome our guests that are with us tonight on Wednesday night Bible study. Amanda, pleasure to have you and your children, I think, have gone to be with the youth and uh, your son with uh, my wife. The girl will probably make it back. I'm not so sure about the boy. <laughs> no, they have a great time back there. A wonderful time. They will enjoy it. First Chronicles chapter 16, verse 34. The word of the Lord says, Oh give thanks. Everyone say thanksgiving. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. For his mercy endureth forever. And say ye, save us, O God of our salvation, and gather us together. Deliver us from the heathen, that we may give thanks to thy holy name. And glory in thy praise. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel forever and ever. And all the people said, and they didn't say praise the Lord, they praised the Lord. Father, we love and praise your name tonight. We glorify the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We bless you in the house, O oh God. We bless you with our lips. We bless you with our heart. We glorify the King. You are worthy, O oh Lord. How we bless thee. How we bless thee. How we bless thee, O oh Lord. I wonder if there's a praiser in the house. I wonder if there's a praiser in the house. How we love you, Lord. How we love you. How we love you. How we bless you, Almighty God. How we adore you tonight, O Lord. Thou art glorious. Thou art glorious. Thou art glorious. I want you to just think of something about God. Just tell him, tell him how great he is. Tell him how much you love him. Tell him how glorious he is. Tell him how incredible he is. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, we praise you. Jesus, we glorify you. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. We praise you, oh, Lord. We praise you, almighty God. We come to give thanks unto you. We've come to glorify thy name. Glorify thy name. Glorify thy name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's nothing like praising him. There's nothing like praising him. Nothing like giving him thanks. Nothing like glorifying his name. Jesus, we magnify you. Hallelujah. Praise the mighty name of the Lord. Amen. Tell two or three people around you, I love praising Jesus. I love praising Jesus. Frank, right? I love praising Jesus. <laughs> Alright, God bless you. You can be seated. You know, I was whoo, hallelujah. I was in my core a few days listening to the radio and and uh, advertisement came on on the radio, and it was advertising a particular channel uh, on XM Radio. Uh, it's a channel called uh, Radio Classics. And, and so they, were, uh, they started saying, November the 1st, we're going to start playing Christmas songs. And, and they had a couple little songs they would play in there. And I thought, November the 1st, we haven't even got through Thanksgiving yet. And I got to thinking, I said, Lord, it's just like the world. They want to bypass praising you, but they'll love to get gifts from you. They don't mind going straight into the Christmas season, but they don't want to take the time to give you praise and worship and thanks and think about the goodness, the good things that you have done in their life. And what's wrong with a month of November of songs of just thanksgiving unto the Lord or Songs about just being thankful and, and giving and, 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 and blessing others. No, we got to go right. We got to go right into Christmas. And uh, so the Lord, we had already uh, the Lord had already uh, spoke to me and I want to take a season starting tonight. We'll just sort of barely, uh, barely touch the surface here the, uh, this evening, but uh, I want to talk about Thanksgiving. I want to tell you when a church, uh, gets a hold of the spirit of being thankful in our heart, in our spirit, to one another, thankful to one another, thankful to, of course, for and above all, uh, the Almighty God who blesses us on a on a daily base on a daily basis. And you say to yourself, "Well, I, I can't remember, you know, maybe what the last blessings been." Well, I can tell you your last blessing was about three seconds ago when your lungs filled with air that he gave you. That was your last blessing. You just had another one. You just had another one. You just had another one. You'll get it here in a moment. Your heart's still beating. Blessing. Blessing, blessing, you think I'm kidding you? 100,000 people will drop dead this week of a heart attack and they didn't even know anything was wrong with their heart. Blessing, 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 blessing. Why? My heart's beating. Blessing, why? I'm taking a breath in my lungs. God gave me the breath of life. I'm blessed. I'm here tonight. I'm here right now. I could have died in a car accident on the way to church. I might die on the way home, but right now I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm in His presence. I'm in His presence. Somewhere in my life, God put somebody in my life that introduced me to Him. I know Him. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I feel his presence every day. I'm blessed. I feel him right now. I'm blessed. I'm going to go to bed with him tonight. I'm blessed. I'm going to get up and feel him in the morning. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. And I thank you for it, Lord. I thank you for it, Lord. I praise you for it, Jesus. I adore you tonight. Oh, God, we don't take you for granted. We don't take your blessings for granted. We praise you. We adore you. We exalt you. We magnify you. Somebody shout, I'm blessed. Shout, I'm blessed. Clap your hands to the Lord one more time and give him praise. We can become a church that has a disposition of thankfulness. Everywhere as we go, we recognize, we understand that even in the middle of the hardships of life, the difficulties that come our way, the things of life that come against us, every day I am blessed. And I need to learn to be thankful. You know, the word of the Lord says, in all things, right and so it says in all things not necessarily for all things so something horrible happens i'm probably not going to be thankful for it but i can be thankful in it because no matter how bad it is He's still with me. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. You protect me. You prepare a table in the presence of my enemies. No matter what the situation is, God, I'm blessed. Why? Because you are here. You said you would never leave me, that you would never forsake me. I know it's hard. I know it's difficult. But I've come to tell you, there's still things to be blessful for. We can always be thankful in the midst of our difficulties. Being thankful is not a not a a, a moment of someone doing something for you and you just say thank thank you. It's it, it's it's more than just a momentary reaction to some good favor or gift or blessing that may have come your way. Having a spirit of thankfulness. Is he or she who is able that when things still do not go our way, his name is on our lips because we still love him and we still bless him and we are thankful to him. It should become a way of our life. Thankfulness should make its way into our character till eventually it becomes a part of who we are. It becomes how people know us. They are a thankful individual. They are a humble individual. We have learned that our blessings and all good things come from above. The word of God says, and I am thankful to Him. The first time that this word, Thanksgiving, is used in the book is in the book of Leviticus, chapter seven, verses uh, eleven and twelve. And the word of the Lord says, and this is. The law of the sacrifice of peace offerings. And so Moses begins to instruct the children of Israel. God instructs them through Moses, we should say, about the sacrifice of the peace offerings, which he shall offer unto the Lord. Now we will see a little later. The different reasons why Israelites would come to God and give what is called a peace offering to the Lord. Verse number 12, if he offer it for a thanksgiving. So one of the three major categories of the peace offering was the thanksgiving offering where they would come to God and the offering that they would bring before him, the sacrifice that they would bring before him was not to ask him to forgive them of their sins. It was not to ask them to heal their body. It was not to ask the Lord, Savior Jesus, or in this case, Jehovah, uh, to do some great, incredible thing for them. But it was to be Thankful to Him. It was the first mention of the peace offerings. And so I just want to stop right here and say to me and to you that if we are ever going to really truly be at peace with the Lord, we must be able to enter into His presence with thanksgiving, We must, no matter what is going on, we must reach the place where we can step into the presence of God. And thanksgiving be upon our lips. And a praise be in our heart. Before we ever ask for anything, it is hallowed be thy name. I am here, O oh God, to give you praise. I am here, Lord, to thank you. For all that you have already done, before I talk to him about the trouble that is in my life, the disasters that are going on, before I ever open my mouth about situations that surround me, the first words that come out is, God, you are awesome God, you are incredible. I praise you. I am thankful. Thankful that you loved me. I am thankful you died for me. I am thankful you delivered me. Do you feel that way tonight? Help us, Lord. Help us with this thing called Thanksgiving. And so with the peace offering with God, the very first foundation of that was the offering and the sacrifice of thanksgiving. If he offer it for a thanksgiving, then he shall offer the sacrifice of thanksgiving. Unleavened. Everybody say unleavened. Unleavened cakes mingled with oil. Unleavened wafers anointed with oil. And cakes mingled with oil of fine flour and fried, the Word of God says. It was for thankfulness. Why? For the mercy that they had received. It was an offering. Of of thanksgiving why because they had recently uh recovered from a sickness it was an offering of thanksgiving why because god had preserved them on a journey or delivered them out of a sea or a storm had brought redemption into their life and delivered them out of captivity Now, David talks about the sacrifice of thanksgiving in Psalms 107. That's your homework. Go home and read the chapter, Psalms 107. And for them, the men that are called upon to offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving. Who were these men? And so 107 and 22 says, let them, who the men are the ones talked about in Psalms 107, let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare his works with rejoicing. Psalms 107 tells us to be thankful he redeems you the bible tells us in psalms 107 from the hand of the enemy look at galatians chapter 3 in verse 13 christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law being made a curse for us for it is written Curse is everyone that hangeth on a tree. I wonder if we could stand to our feet right now and lift our hands. And from your heart, could you be thankful to him because he in your place hung on a tree. Because Jesus took our curse. Jesus took our damnation. Jesus took our sins. And God, we stand before for you tonight, and we say thank you. We bring the sacrifice of thankfulness unto you. We are grateful, oh God. We are grateful. You can be seated. Psalms 107 goes on to say, not only did he redeem you, but he gathered you out of the lands there is never a day that goes by in my life that I don't weep before the Lord. And I say, God, you found me. I was a drug-infested roach. I was just low life and no good. I was surrounded by nothing but drug addicts and losers of life. But you came right in the middle of that sin pit, and you found me, and you came. To yourself you didn't just redeem me you gathered me you didn't just save me you brought me out of darkness into your marvelous light and for that oh God I am thankful for that oh God I am thankful are you thankful tonight Paul says, In the name of our Lord Jesus, when you're gathered together in my spirit with the power of our Lord Jesus. Christ. I'll tell you something else I'm thankful for. Revelations 14 and 19 because there's going to be another gathering and the angel thrust his sickle into the earth and gather the vine of the earth and cast into the great wine press of the raft of God. God is going to come and he's going to gather his church. He's going to bring us up wherever to be with him and I am faithful Thankful for that. Praise him for a moment. David said in Psalms 107, be thankful that he redeems you. Be thankful that he gathered you. And then he said, be thankful that he delivered you out of your distresses. Many are the afflictions, Psalms 34:19. Many are the affliction of the righteous, but the Lord deliver him out of them. Come on, let me hear you say it. Say it again. Say it again. I've come to tell you, we need to be thankful because there's a promise. It doesn't matter what you're going through. It doesn't matter what you're facing. It doesn't matter how hard it is. God will deliver you out. And because of that, I'm thankful. Because of that, I praise him. I know it's hard now. I know it's difficult now. I know all the pressure and everything seems against you, Joseph or Jacob. But if you'll hold on, God's taking care of it, God is fixing everything. And he will deliver. He will deliver. David goes on to say, He will satisfy the longing of your soul. We have all found ourselves in this situation where our hearts and our souls are longing. You can be surrounded by people and feel all alone, you can be surrounded by friends and feel friendless. Yes, you can. We have all experienced life when it has come so hard that there really just doesn't seem to be an answer or a way out. Life has a way of throwing curveballs that you can't seem to hit. But he said, I will satisfy the longing of your soul. And David said, because of that, I am thankful to you, God, when things have come against me. You satisfy the longing in my soul. When I wet myself to sleep at night. When I felt there was no hope, when I felt there was no way of escape, there was no way out, your glory, your power made its way into that room and you rested upon my chest and you satisfied the longing of my soul. Oh, God, when I fell all alone and I couldn't seem, I was God summoned things were happening I was so numb I couldn't even feel anything in the middle of it all you came and you satisfied you came and you blessed you know what I'm talking about in the middle of that trouble comes that little miracle and it's God's way of saying I just want you to know I'm here I may not be solving the big picture right now, but I do want you to know I'm here. And he'll do a little miracle there and a little miracle there. He'll send somebody to tell you something. You'll see something somewheres. My, my uncle, by marriage, found out, found out a few years ago that he has a, a lung disease. Faithful man of God. Serves as pastor up there in Alabama. He's the guy, you know, when something needs to be done, he's the guy that knows how to do it. He's the kind of guy that when God takes him, it takes 10 people to replace him. And serve God, sir. And just a few years before that, about seven years ago, we had another uncle that died of the same disease. And uh, he was close. Uh, to, uh, uh, to I can't even think of his name now. Lord, forgive me, but anyway, the Lord knows his names. He's with him. So, but this uncle I do know, J. L., and he. Uh, I was talking to him about four weeks ago, and uh, he was weeping and crying. Not, not about his disease. He is at peace with God and everything that's going on. But he told me. He said, Dan, I was, I was going down the road, and, and. uh and he said, I, I was just weeping and crying and just saying, oh, God, I, you know, I'm in prime of my life. He's in his 60s. And he said, Lord, I, my grandkids and, and I, you know, I, and he was just talking, you know how these things would come upon us, every, every person, right? And he was just weeping and crying and he said, Lord, I, I, I just feel, I just feel so alone and. And uh, he said, Dan, I, I pulled up to a four way stop sign out in a cornfield. We're just out in an old cornfield in Alabama. And he said, there was this sign. It was just, his name's JL. Well, that's what everybody calls him JL. The sign was huge, it was one of these big, gigantic signs. And, uh, and the sign said, JL, everything. It's going to be all right. And he said, I just looked at that big old sign. (laughs) He said, I drove off and I got to thinking, I can't believe this. So I did a U-turn on the interstate. I got back on the interstate. I came all the way back around. I came all the way back to that same. And there was that sign, JL. Everything's going to be all right. So he took a picture of it. And then he checked his phone to make sure it showed up on it. You know, he just wanted to make sure it wasn't like angelic or something. And I don't know how it happened. Later he found out who actually put that sign up. I don't care who put that sign up. And I don't care who J.L. is to them. What I do care about is God knew the exact moment that he would need to see that sign that says J.L., everything going to be all right. God's got a way of doing that little miracle. That's the reason why Sister Shelly Ann, no matter what we're going through, every step we take, we ought to say thank you, Jesus. We ought to walk in a life of thankfulness because no matter what what life throws at us, God is walking with us. He has not left us. He is right there. It's going to be all right. We're going to get through it. Everything's going to be okay. And, and if God decides to take us out of this world, then he's going to take care of everything else that needs to be taken care of. And and, and David said he is the satisfier of the longing of our souls. He said, I thank him because he brought me out, Psalms 107. He told the men, go do a sacrifice of thanksgiving unto the Lord because he brought us out. That's why we praise him. That's why we give him thanks. Oh, apostolic church, precious men and women of God, you know it is in our nature we get used to the power of God. We get used to the glory of God. We just walk in his presence. And then if we're not careful, we get caught up in our problems, caught up in our troubles. We get used to living redeemed and blessed of God that we can actually come into a church service and sit like a Toad frog on the pew and puff out our cheeks and vengeance or anger or, or whatever kind of spirit may get a hold of us. And God's just sitting there looking at you thinking you're not supposed to turn into a frog, you're supposed to turn into a prince. You're going the wrong day, the wrong way on the spiritual evolution chart. I'm supposed to be bringing you from your old nature to a new nature. Why can't you just be thankful I brought you out? Be thankful I delivered you. Be thankful I forgave you of your sins. Be thankful I remitted your past. Be thankful I've made you a child of the king. Oh, God, I'm thankful. I'm thankful. One thing I've learned, if I'll be thankful for what God's already done, it'll give me strength to go through whatever I've got to face. Whatever trial comes my way, it'll give me the endurance I'll be an overcomer if I can learn to thank him. Is this all right tonight? I hope I'm not offending anybody. I hope we're all, I hope we all have the spirit of thankfulness. Thankfulness. Unto the Lord, he said, your chosen generation, royal priesthood, holy nation, peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of him who did what? Who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. David said, you go give him sacrifice of thanksgiving because he broke your bands asunder. Those things that held you bound. That had your soul in a bear trap. That no matter how hard you pulled, you couldn't get out. You haven't been saved so long that you don't remember those days, do you? I remember them. It didn't matter how hard you tried or which way you turned. You couldn't get your foot out of that bear trap. What's called sin. And it had a grip on all of us. But God came into our lives, filled us with his spirit, baptized us in his name for the remission of our sins. And he broke, he broke the bands of wickedness that held us bound Pulled our foot out of that old sin trap. And God began to bandage up the wounds of sin. Now look at you. Remember where you used to be. Remember where God brought you from. The mess he found you in. Look what he's done in your life. Look how he's turned us around. Look how he's blessed us. I thank you, I thank you, I thank you, I thank you. I know even Jesus said it, to whom, to whom much is forgiven, there is much praise and much thankfulness. God has forgiven me of so much. I can't help myself but to be thankful and to rejoice and to love him and praise him. Shout hallelujah. Shout Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Clap your hands to the Lord. He's so worthy. Just a couple of more minutes. David said in that song go give the sacrifice of thankfulness. Because he calmed your storm. He calmed your storm. And you're in three phases, you're in one of three phases of life. You're either walking into a storm, you're in the middle of one, or you're walking out. There's no exceptions. (laughs) That's where you're at. But I'm going to tell you, no matter how high that wave is, Pastor preached on this a few weeks ago. You have power over the water that's under your feet. It doesn't matter how high that wave is, how strong that wind blows, how powerful that storm is, he can calm that storm in your life. He can get you to walk on the water in the middle of your storm. The storm that Satan had convinced you would drown you, destroy you, destroy your family, your marriage, your children. Jesus said, I can get you out of that boat and I can walk you on the water because I'm with you. In the middle of the storm. Now he didn't come to the fourth watch, you know. Most of us, we start crying if he's not at watch one. We start complaining to our friends if he's not at watch two. We come to pastor and tell him the world's about to end if he don't make it to watch three. He didn't even show up to watch four. But he saw that storm. You know, it was the Lord that sent them out in that boat. They wanted to stay with him. He said, get in that boat. This is a whole different message. But he said to them, he said, and I will see you on the other side. Do You know why the Bible says that he would have passed them by? You know, that's what the Bible says, right? They were in that old storm. Ways were filling that boat up. And the Bible says he would have passed them by. But they all started yelling out and screaming to him like a bunch of girls. I'm sorry, ladies. Like a bunch of weak men. And so he stopped. You know why he would have passed them by, James? Because he had told them on the shore i will see you on the other side there wasn't a storm on the planet big enough to stop that boat from getting to the other side if they would have just kept rowing and just stayed in that boat and just trusted the words of their savior they would have got to the other side he wouldn't have had to stop or nothing And I don't know, Peter, you say, well, Peter would have never walked on the water. You don't know that. Jesus might have took him by the hand. They went walking on the water together on the other side. Anyway, that's all a different message. And I still got an hour to go on this one. To my guests, I'm kidding. He made your storm calm. Let's stand. So he said of all these things. Of all of these things, go and give a sacrifice of thanksgiving. I think the Lord has come to speak to us today. And you know, a lot of y'all don't know one another. But I know all of you. You don't believe that, do you, Sister Legis? <laughs> she knows Pastor pretty well. And I look across this congregation and I can think of the hardships in your life. Several moms here today who have lost children. No mother should ever lose a child, it's just not natural. It's got to be the most difficult thing any human being could ever walk through. I look across this congregation and I see marriages that fell apart and remember the the difficulties of walking through those trials. I look across the congregation I see parents whose children have left the safety of the church and are now out doing things that you are too ashamed to even mention. And this congregation are people who are fighting diseases in your body, pain in your bones. And the list goes on and on and on. There's not a person in this building that has not been touched by the horrors of life. But you and I are different. The Bible says upon God's children come the same afflictions that come upon the world, but he shall deliver us. That's the difference between me and you and the world. We face the same trials. We go through the same difficulties. We weather the same storms. When it rains, it rains on the just and the unjust. But with us. It's the present. The winds are blowing so hard, God. Just take one more step, Peter. The waves are so high. Just take another step, Peter. I'm with you. I'm right here. And then when he finally went in, Jesus, the Bible says, immediately grabbed him and pulled him up. He's so close to you and I, coaching us alone to take that step. But if we fall, he's there. And what I believe the Lord wants to happen here tonight is that we would let him baptize us with the spirit of thanksgiving. The sacrifice of thanksgiving. It's not always easy. Sometimes when you're going through tough things, It's not easy to lay on your bed and say, I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you for your blessings in my life. And the whole time that little tape player is playing in your mind, that old voice of the adversary in the flesh and everything is saying, don't you know what's going on in your life? Don't you know the trouble in your life? Don't you know what's happening with so-and-so? Don't you know? Haven't what? Oh, no. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. Jesus. I think he's come to help us tonight. That if we can learn to get into the spirit of thanksgiving, if it could become a part of our disposition of who we are, our character, our personality, if it becomes how we are identified everywhere as we go, we're just thankful, we just love him, we just praise him. And no matter what happens, I thank you, Lord. I want to tell you, if you're homeless, just thank him that you're alive and watch him give you a house. If you're having trouble in situations, uh, thanking for the uh, things that are right and watching work uh, and the things that are not. Uh, but we've just, we got to let this get a hold of us. Uh, we've got to let it get a hold of us. I tell you, it's going to help more than anyone. It's going to help us. It'll change how you think. It'll change how you respond to people. It'll change how you react. It'll change how you feel. It'll, listen, it'll lift you up out of depression. You hear me? You can't be depressed and thank God. You can't go, Lord, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. And stay depressed. It'll lift you up out of depression. It'll take fear right out of your heart. Oh, yes, it will. Yes, it will. It will take doubt right out of your spirit. Uh, And we'll just learn to become thankful to him. Jesus, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. I'm so thankful to the blessings in my life. I'm so thankful to your spirit in my life. I'm thankful to your name in my life. I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful. Amanda, are you being baptized tonight? So, Sister Kimona, let's get her ready. And um, De- uh, Deborah, would you go with them? Let's get her ready. Is Whittingham here? Sister Whittingham tonight here tonight. And Pete, if you would as, uh, as well. We're going to baptize Amanda tonight in Jesus' name. Sister Kimona has been working with. Her. Isn't that awesome? Somebody say, you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> We, we've got so much to be thankful for. This church has so much to be thankful for. You say, but Pastor, you know, look at us. We're we're in a you know we're in a school. Did, did y'all notice something on Sunday? Uh, you know, sit, you can be seated for a moment. I'm sorry, I I am done. But we're, we're getting her ready to be baptized. And then we're I'm closing. Did you? Uh, the minister, Brother Byfield, the missionary. And uh, and other ministers have done it, but they'll get up because you know when they come in, this is their first time, right? Wow, we're in a school, and then on S- Sunday mornings, you know, when the place is full, they go, "Man, this is incredible we're in a school. How, you know, how do you guys how do you guys do this?" But he got up and he said, now "I know we're in a school, and for that split moment, I had forgotten that because we don't consider this a school. We walk in here, this is church." We just come in and praise God and love God and worship God and have a good time in the Holy Ghost. We've got something to be thankful for. You know, the Lord knew we was going to end up in an auditorium. And he gave us the number one auditorium in Palm Beach County. There's no other auditorium in the county like this one. It it was just built. It was just built. It is the nicest, bestest one. Is bestest a word? It needs to be. It's the bestest one. And he, and he gave it to us, the, the Sanctuary of the Palm Beaches. The Lord don't even know what we're called anymore. <laughs> I, was, I was ministering somewhere, and, and, and they said, so where do you go to church? Sanctuary of the Palm Beaches. And they went, oh, that's a pretty name. I know it. I chose it. No, I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. We have so much to be thankful for as a church and as a people. And so the Lord is saying to us, I know life can get tough, but get out of the mulligrub. And the way to do it is just start being thankful to him for all that he's done. Okay, I'm done. Let's stand. I'm done. We're finished. And... How we are going to close tonight, I know I normally bring us down, but we're not going to do that tonight. We're just going to ask the Lord together as a church. And do you know thankfulness is contagious? Good attitudes are contagious. Bad attitudes are contagious. Did you ever have a good day to the, to the lemon showed up? Everything was going great, and Sister Lemon showed up. I got to be careful. These are actually people called, named Sister Lemon. I, I've known a couple of lemons in my life. In fact, Sister Lona, a young girl I raised in um, Lake Charles, her and her three sisters, mom and dad, forsook them. She was 17. The girls were younger. I don't know how they got away with it. I think they just never reported it. But she raised her three sisters we found them in the projects, picked them up on a bus route, they became and they all forgot the Holy Ghost and became our most mighty prayer warriors in the church and prayed so many people through to the Holy Ghost. Well, she married a, a lemon and uh, loan a lemon. I must be getting old. I'm starting to ramble on little things that don't really matter, you know. You know how it is. You, you, you got everything's great, going good, and and, and Sister Lemon shows up. Brother Lemon shows up. It just sucks it right out of you. So what do you say we just buckle up next time? Slap them on the back. And say, Praise God. God is good. And just look at Sister Lemon and go, man, you look awesome today. God's been good to you. How old are you? 39? 62? Man, you don't look a day over 39. And watch them get a smile on their face because it's contagious. Let's start walking in thankfulness. We're so blessed. I know life's hard. Listen, my wife and I were talking. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Next Sunday's Pastor Appreciation. Please don't hold back because I'm doing this tonight. But my wife and I were talking since the day after the 25th anniversary of this church, it has been one tragedy after another. I'm not talking little things. Now, most of them you don't know about. One tragedy after after another, but I'm telling you right now, I can sit in that chair and for every one tragedy that I can name you, I can name you a dozen things of the blessings of God. You know, I told you earlier, I scanned this congregation and I could see all of the horrible things that have happened. I can rescan scan this same congregation and say, hey, Wanda, God healed you. You shouldn't even be alive right now, but God healed your body. Yeah, amen. Sister Powell, God gave you two little babies. I remember when you were sitting right over there, you were one or two weeks pregnant. You just found out, I didn't even know you was pregnant, and God stopped me right there. You had three or four miscarriages, and God spoke to you and said, this baby you will carry to turn She will be born, and she was, because you're blessed. That's why. You're blessed. I know things are tough. I know things are hard, but every one of you, Sister Bertram, what are you doing here? You ought to be dead. You should have died in that hospital in Louisiana. You should have never come out of that hospital. You have no business here except that you're blessed. You're blessed. People come up to me. Start talking about curses from Jamaica or curses from Haiti. I said, Don't talk to me about curses. There ain't no curse in my life. There's nobody on this earth can put a curse on me. Are you kidding me? Maybe if I accept it in my mind, but you don't have no power over me. You can't put no curse on me. Quit talking that mess. Quit letting people convince you. Lift your hands and say, God, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. We are blessed. And we need to give sacrifices of thanksgiving to God. Every day of our life, we should lift up the Lord. Look at you, Jesse. You were going to become an old man. And now you're married to the most gorgeous young lady in the church next to my wife. She comes shouting through the doors. Hey, we're blessed. George, I remember when you didn't have a job. Look at the job God gave you. Look how he blessed you and all the benefits that went with it. All right, I love you. Somebody say, I'm blessed. Okay, I'm done. God bless you. Dismiss. At your homework, find about 15 people and tell them you're blessed, tell them you're thankful. Don't forget to see Sister Gretchen Wilson. She has the pad, the notepad for you to sign up for the potluck. Please see Sister Gretchen Wilson. And don't forget, if you've already signed it, don't forget what you said you were bringing. And also, men, we'll see you Friday night, 7 o'clock, at our Spanish campus.